after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Welcome back to 88.3 WGTs. After further review, as I'm here myself, Derek Lawson and Frank Vaster, we also got on the phone lines David the man of god harris and uh frank you only got about 13 minutes because you gotta leave leave at noon on the dot yep what are you doing this weekend you're hanging out with kent goldsmith or as some coaches at st john's call him kent goldstein <laughs> yeah yeah me him and uh mike malik a graduate of erie mason we're just going we're just going to the west side of the state no, you're going to the west. What, can you, can you, can you can, west side of the glove? Can you tell us actually where exactly you're going? I mean, uh, I believe we're going to be going to Kalamazoo. Oh, okay, zoo. Okay. And will there be any women, Frank? Any women? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that. Why? Why can't you confirm or deny that? I have heard that there will be, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. So that's that. a no. No, there could be. I'm just saying that. Let's welcome in David, the man of God. Here's what's up, David. Not much. Just another Saturday in the life. Saturday in the life. As we're going to talk a little bit of NCAA basketball. There was a lot of women at that game, Frank, as Michigan and uh, Villanova. Uh, d- does Kent watch the games? I know he's a big basketball junkie. Yeah, yeah. me and him watched the game Monday night. Uh, well, what would you think? Well, first off, like I said, we'll go back to the, the story here. So you don't know, the, no confirmation of any women, right? I've heard it's a, po- I've heard it's a strong possibility. So but... if there are women there, would you put it on Instagram? Who knows? Uh, okay, the, the life and times of Frank Vashner. You know, we could write a book about you, Frank. <laughs> or t- oh, do a whole 30 for 30 about me. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Maybe a 30 for 30 short, but, you know, at least a little bit of a 30 for 30 uh, in the show. And hopefully we could do maybe a special like that and post it on our Facebook page and on our Twitter. It's AFR Sports Show. Yeah. So, uh, fellas, uh, Michigan looked really well. Well, the first... Uh, 10 minutes of the uh, the first half they were up 21 to 14 and then everything fell through the michigan state spartan haters came out of nowhere and uh and that's what basically uh, they pretty much got killed i, I mean even chinzo came out of nowhere and had 31 well i'm i honestly expected villanova to win but i did not expect it to be a blowout it's just i think that d once d michigan just didn't have an answer for divincenzo I mean, he basically, like, just he just could he just couldn't miss once he start once he started hitting his shots. He was feeling it all game and mission. They just couldn't do it. And then I think, what do you, you think what more I, surprising was that Brunson sat out for seven minutes? Obviously, the national player of the year, and they still won by basically seventy nine to sixty two. I well, I think that just shows that. Shows that uh, next man, they've got that next man up mentality. Remember, DiVincenzo was actually on Team Jordan. He was in the Team Jordan game a few years ago and redshirted actually during the first national championship in a suit and came in there. You know, 
what makes me upset a little bit is this: is that this is the second championship in a row for Beeline where somebody came off the bench and pretty much torched them. Remember Hancock from Louisville torched yeah. them for twenty five points and didn't do really do much else in his college career. I mean, decent player. Uh, now I do think DiVincenzo would probably have a little bit more of a career, but. Uh, Mo Wagner, they came out. It just seemed like they they ran out of gas. It was just like they played that yeah. good ten minutes, and then after that, it just fell through. And I think, and also, I think what hurt them is when when Duncan Robinson picked up two quick fouls and and Beeline put him on the bench. That really hurt their spacing, hey, and that allowed that allowed Villanova to really double Wagner a lot and triple team him a lot more, and he got flustered and. I think it was in the second half he picked up a frustration technical. Yeah, he did. Uh, double technicals. I would ask you this, and Robbie Hummel talked about this on the Big Ten Network. And this is this is different coaching philosophy. And Darren Cohn has joined us on on, on uh, our little uh, live, along with Kevin Pete Mullen. Also, some coaches, and I've seen this before because you know I coach. Some coaches trust their players. Should Beeline have trusted Robinson and said, "You know what? We need you out there for the spacing." I know it's early two fouls, but you got to play steady. Do you keep him out there or do you pull him? Because I really think Duncan Robinson is a guy that's he's a rhythm player, so he has to be out there. He's got to get in the rhythm of the game for yeah, him to score. Yeah. If you don't get, if you take him out and you sit him down like you saw, he had a goose egg. He he's not going to get that rhythm and hit those shots. Uh, I mean, I mean, honestly, hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, I pro- <laughs> I probably would have left. I probably would have left him out there because I know. If they had Isaiah Livers out there, he wasn't really helping much with spacing. Of course, he's not as good of a shooter. So, I mean, I think you, I think that's a, that's a situation you have you have to roll with. But I mean, I'd obviously like to right last game last game of the year. Yeah, it's all for the chips. And basically, Robinson sat and didn't really score. And well, Michigan ended up losing. I really wanted to see uh, Xavier Simpson do really well. Um, he did okay. Yeah. Uh, DiVincenzo double blocked his shot on the backboard, <laughs> but it just it just seemed like DiVincenzo came in there, and he's and he's not a bad player, but it almost seemed like Michigan forgot to probably scout him. I mean, you know, he, he almost all the newscasters on the on the uh, broadcasters on the broadcast was saying he's pretty much the sixth starter. He could start for the team, but obviously they're a little stacked this year. Yeah, I be- I believe so as well. Also, I mean, I. But of course, one thing I did want to ask you before I get out of here, I, here uh, Jordan Boland shared with me that some the coach were, for Dundee, yeah, yes, Dundee, and that, this is this is this is something that I kind of don't understand. That Mo Wagner was ranked pretty low on some big boards for the NBA draft, and I've been hearing that he's a late first round pick. It's like, why is he ranked like in the in the forties to fifties? I mean, he's got because I mean he's got because because I've seen a lot of comparisons. He's the second coming of Dirk Nowitzki. No, whoa, 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 whoa. So you don't let's agree pump, with that? Let's pump the brain, even though his name is Mo Wagner. It's like what? I don't. I don't. I don't, say he's I don't the think second he, coming of Dirk. Nowitzki. I don't. I mean, I'm. I'm. That's not something I endorse. I just. That's just something I've heard. That must be a hot take from somebody or a rabid Michigan fan. Because no, I. I really think. I mean, although Dirk did give him a shout out on Twitter. Well, yeah. I mean, that. That. That's Twitter. I, I think Mo Wagner. He's not bad. I. I wonder about the. Uh, can he take the physicality of the NBA game? He did slowly progress 
while at Michigan. But, um, Darren Cohn could give you more insight because obviously he's a scout yeah. for the NBA. But to me, one problem that I did see was that when they did put someone that was about his size and was physical with them, he did have that explosive 10 minutes, and then after that he fell off, and he got winded really heavy yeah. before. Because remember, the first part of the game, obviously we've called games on WXUT every four minutes. There's the media timeout. Well, the game just kept going on and on and on and on, and they didn't get the the, the blow. And next thing you know, Mo Wagner's over there pulling on his shirt like, hey, give me out, give me out, give me out. I think some guys would, would want to see that. Can he deal with the physicality of the NBA, and will he get winded very well? And I, I to me, I don't. Do you think he's? I don't think he's a lottery pick. I'll tell you that. Oh, right oh, now. oh, no, no, no. He's not. He's not a lottery pick. I was saying that if he was to come out this year, he'd be a late first rounder at yeah, best. That's about but then, right. But then, but then, what's, of course, what's wrong with that? Well, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. But then, of course, I'm starting to see people say that he's got cinder blocks for feet and his foot speed's got to be better yeah yeah his, he does have cinder because he's not because i don't think i'm not so sure he ends up playing a five in the nba i think he's no. probably gonna end up as a four yeah he'll be a, a be a four he has the, the the range and let's welcome in mike schoen uh, one of the coaches at st john's you know he's a really cool guy uh he's a michigan fan uh, so yeah. i know he was pretty disappointed that michigan got that spanking yeah but so so i mean honestly do you think wagner possibly comes back for one more year or does he leave well, <laughs> this this is I kind of think depends what, what whatever the scouts tell him. I yeah. mean, if if this is the year that he comes out and the highest he can go or well, hit the pan while it's hot, come out. I think if he comes back, Michigan has to be one of the favorites to be back in the national championship. David, do you agree? Yeah, I think. Well, first of all, I think the reason why Villanova won is because for Michigan they played against Villanova the exact same way, at least I feel, against Loyola Chicago, where in the second half it was basically, hey, Mo Wagner, Mo Wagner, and Mo Wagner was basically doing it by himself. And, yeah, it can work against the Loyola Chicago, but it's not going to work against a Villanova team that is, again, defending national champions. Well, not defending, but recent champions, but then also – the ability that they have, both death-wise and the ability to shoot the ball. And so if I'm Mo Wagner, I'm like, I would be thinking in the back of my head, okay, yes, we have success in conference. Yes, we have these magical runs in the tournament, whether Big Ten or NCAA. But then at the same time, if we have all these stars and it's this live by the three, die by the three, and no one's shooting three, I mean, do I do I take another chance? Or do I take a chance of coming out and jump-starting my NBA career where, yeah, I may be a journeyman or I may, you know, start out either as kind of a bench depth guy or one likely if he's a second-round pick in the G League, or do I come back for another year of this? Well, I think the thing with Michigan, too, is that they live by the three, die by the three, and I was kind of – I was a little hesitant with that, so I – you know, it's like, okay, guys, we, we're going to have to uh, – if you don't make the threes, you're not going to really win the game. And that that what it came down to. They couldn't hit the outside shots. They can open up the lane drives for them in the back door because they were getting against Loyola Chicago, which they struggled against Loyola Chicago. I thought Loyola Chicago was going to be able to pull it off, but Duncan Robinson hit a couple threes toward the end of the game, and that opened up stuff for Michigan. Yeah. And, and also there's talk that Charles Matthews is going to – 
be on some NBA radars. I'm not. I'm not so sure that he ends up declaring this year because I think he's still got some work to do. No, no. Do you think? You think? Yeah. He used to go to Kentucky, but yeah, he has a lot of work to do. And the way he looked in that national championship game, he looked like. Pfft. Yeah. So I mean, you mentioned I think if they, if Michigan gets Wagner back, and obviously I think Matthews is going to stay. I mean, really, Robinson and Muhammad Ali Abdur Rahman are their ser- only significant losses. I think Jordan Poole will probably step into uh, Rockman's spot. And hit spread eagle shots. Yeah. And, of course, there's this uh, dude from Canada. I'm not sure if I'm saying this name correctly. Forgive me if I'm... It's like Ignaz Brazdikis. We'll just call, I'll just call him Iggy B. Yeah, just call him Iggy B. Yeah, now, he, ask you guys this before we wrap up this segment. you got to say this is pretty impressive. Jay Wright has won... Two national championship in three years. Beeline has gotten there. As uh, we're going to have Darren Cohn, the coach, actually uh, come in on on this, and uh, hopefully we can merge him here. As uh, hey, what's up, Coach Cohn? Yes, sir. Hey, Coach Cohn, right on time. He's he's always on. Is it noon? No, he's a minute early at eleven fifty nine. You're not on time unless you're early in my world. That, 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 that <laughs> is, yeah, that is true. But this is the last question. I'm going to ask them, and then Darren Cohn can also chip, chime in on this. The way these guys are getting it, they didn't do it with any one-and-done players. How great is it to show that you can win with players that want to stick with the program and actually develop their game? Go first, Frank, since you got to get going. I would. I think it really comes down to how much leadership you get from your players as well. Because, I mean, people point to the Kentucky team that had one-and-done players in 2012. Well, there was also players who were leaders as well. I think it all depends on how much leadership you have from your players because that Duke team in 2015, yeah, they had Jaleel Okafor, Tyus Jones, Hones, who were one and, and Justice Winslow, who were one-and-done guys, but they also had guys like Quinn Cook. Grayson who, Allen showed up in that yeah. game, too. Yeah, so I mean, it, I think it really depends. Like, you got you have to kind of have a mix of both in order to order for it to work. I mean, I know Villanova didn't have it, but again, they also had guys who have really developed their game. Guys like Brunson, who I and who I think he he's definitely going to play in the NBA. Mikel Bridges is another one. I mean, yeah, but I don't know if they're lottery picks. They're not. Lot, they're not lottery picks. But I mean, you have guys that are well that are just willing to go, put the work in. And develop leadership qualities, and I think if you have that, then yeah, you got a really good chance. No, thanks. I'll uh, end it on that, and I will get on out, and you guys have a good one. That was Frank Basher.